You know, it's really funny. I remember using a terminology going into the Royal Rumble preview saying it's like, you know, a fat kid on Smarties. But, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, even when we go through the review of this, it's the same thing because I'm still riding the highs from yesterday. I know you two are. And, you know, for everybody out there, welcome to the Rub Wrestling Podcast. We're here for your Royal Rumble review today. I don't know what episode we are. I want to say like 28, 29, some shit like that. Chris figures that that stuff out. I don't. But Josh, your turn. Chris did the preview. Tell everybody where they can find the podcast and, uh, you know, all the stuff we're doing with video nowadays. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us anywhere you get your major podcasts. Um, video available on YouTube. Uh, I don't know where else to get podcasts. Google, I, Apple. Uh, <laughs> pretty soon we'll be on WWE Network. Uh, yeah, Netflix, it's, I don't it's know. So- Netflix or uh, or uh, or Fubo or Crave Fubu. or something Fubu. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, well, it's kind of crazy weekend for sports. Obviously, we had the Rumble that went through. We got the AFC and NFC, uh, you know, championship games going on for football. Chris, you're not a football guy. Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Detroit Lions. Oh, Chris is going with the Lions because they're up seven nothing right now while we're doing this podcast live, which yeah, is kind of give- funny. Let let Barry Sanders come in for one play just so he can get a ring. <laughs> I actually watched a documentary with Barry Sanders the other day, and I found it hilarious that he retired via fax. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we know you're a big 49ers fan, and 49ers are going to smash the Lions today, even though they're down 7 nothing as of right now. I don't think they're going to smash them. I'm I'm hopeful for a win. Um, so far, it doesn't look so good, but uh, I don't have it on the background, so it's not distracting me. I think mine's like if you were to do like a clock rotation, if you were to look at my thing where I was sitting, like pretend you're me, it's at like a 1045 range on my thing. So I can't even really see it. I just kind of turn my head like that and just kind of see the score. And that's about it. But um, but that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about NFL. We're not here to talk about how surging the Vancouver Canucks are and how they're the best team in the NHL right now. We're here to talk about the Royal Rumble. And how awesome of a show it was last night. I mean, I don't know about you guys. We're going to kick it off. Just by let's talk about the overall show quality. I thought this was a, a knock out of the park here for the WWE. Women's Royal Rumble to kind of start had, you know, some some little intricacies. There was kind of like some, uh, you know, like faux pas and stuff that kind of happened, like little mistakes here and there. But I think if we're looking at the overall quality of this show and uh, how it was uh, an AWS-esque, uh, an AEW-esque, like three hours and 45 minutes when we actually watched it last night, um, I thought it was great. Josh, what were your thoughts just overall about the show? Um, you know, don't we, we're going to go into everything singularly as well during the podcast as well, so you don't have to go too too much into it. But like, if you had to rate this show from uh, you know uh, using our S tier to an F tier, like top being top to bottom, how how would you rate the show? Yeah, I, I mean, I was really pleased with the show. Uh, the The women's uh, Royal Rumble was great. Uh, it was you know a little sloppy, like you said. Uh, but yeah, I thought that the show was probably like an A minus. Uh, there was some spots that were a little bit clunky and a little bit like difficult to watch. But uh, the way that it was booked, uh, all the all the results, I think that uh, it did justice of a Royal Rumble, and I think that it was it was great. Yeah, Chris, do you agree with that statement? Do you think A minus is your is your grade that you're going to give it? Do you go higher? Do you go lower? What were your uh, thoughts about the you know the entire show as a whole last night when you watched it live? Uh, like there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that go into it. I mean, um, 
I mean, it was a tough week for WWE. So the fact they pulled this off to me, um, I, I liked it. I, I thought the women's matches, it, it had its, its points, but uh, I think Josh, we, as Josh said in the chat, like, like, like you expect a, a Royal Rumble to be sloppy, but it was a little more sloppy than, than usual. Um, I, if the women's matches match was a bit better, I would give it an A. I agree with Josh at the A minus. I think I think every match picked it up after that. I think overall, um, especially um, I, I don't think maybe Matt more than us, but I don't think Josh and I have been tuning into WWE as much lately. So um, to for that for us to come back into uh, it was like I was, you know, it's, it it makes you think. Oh, I should have watched more of it. So. I think uh, I think they knocked it out of the park with this one. I think everything involved, everything that's happening, um, there's a lot of potential for that show to be an absolute disaster. So, yeah, and, and I think like with Royal Rumble, especially with how many people you have in the ring at the time, that you're you're gonna have some sloppiness. You're gonna have some stuff kind of go over. I think we were talking about it on the chat last night um, when we were kind of looking at uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like Shotzi went to pick up Nia Jax before um, you know. Uh, what's her face Maxine Dupree went to do that reverse worm or whatever and she's like leave me here like you can actually see it like so small little camera things but I also found that the camera work they had last night for the production actually made some things look a lot better uh, which was more found in the men's match I think if the sloppiness really wasn't there in the women's match I would almost even argue that the women's match could have been better than the men's just because there was there was more um, things that kind of came up uh, 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 like more kind of surprises and kind of secrets that we saw in that match there wasn't a lot in the men's match which is something that i'll talk about later but overall i'd probably agree i'd probably give it an a i kept my attention all the way through which is something that ron smackdown doesn't really have a tendency to do for me sometimes um raw especially due to the length of the show but um i watched smackdown the night before too and i thought smackdown was actually uh, a good run into to, to the rumble as well i think they uh wwe did a really good job trying to get the event off and and doing a great job so what we'll uh Basically, do to start it off. Holy shit! We're on video. What the hell was at that? Was, at least I was muted. <laughs> no, you were. I heard the whole thing, so you definitely were not <laughs> yeah. muted at all. So, oh we really? Are, we're oh, all, yeah, yeah, we're all gonna hear that massive yeah, sneeze, which is get, fantastic. Get that on the cutting room floors, there, Chris. You know, no, same it's... thing in the same thing in the previews. We have some technical difficulties trying to get used to video, which is fun. I, I like this is my thing about podcasts. I don't like them over edited. I love that shit. It's so funny when it happens. <laughs> like it's if that door, if no, for sure. I mean, that's just what happens. We're all in basements, right? So that's the reality of uh, what's going on. I'm but, not in a basement. I'm on a main floor, motherfucker. Are you on a I'm main on floor? A, I'm on a top yeah. floor. I'm Holy on the top. Fuck, I thought you guys were all in basements. I'm in a basement. My basement so is a shit show. Got workout, got workout stuff in there. Some police and shit. But okay, off this, we're gonna move on to uh, the women's Royal Rumble match. Um, so we kind of alluded to some of it. Um, obviously, we talked about the betting odds. The betting odds held true in this. Bailey was your victor. Um, Chris, I know we talked about the preview about you know who we wanted to win and stuff like that. Um, do you think after watching? that the the performance that Bailey gave um and on top of that there's some really good performances one from Naomi you know somebody with uh, Jordan Grace coming in from TNA there were some really cool things that happened but when you look at the overall victor of this match is was is it worthwhile and did it do the WWE justice moving forward on the road to WrestleMania I for sure think so I called Bailey if you guys don't remember I called Bailey winning the rumble I I 
it makes sense. I think they, like I explained the last time, like every once in a while, like in 2017, you see, you know, you see a veteran come in and win the rumble like uh, uh, Randy Orton did. So uh, I thought it was super cool that they, she was in there. What she, she broke the record. Did she not? Uh, yeah, she, uh, so Naomi broke it first. And then when Naomi got eliminated and Bailey won, the Bailey broke it like three minutes later or four minutes later or whatever it was the endurance. Yeah. See, like it, the writing's getting a little bit different and it's already different. Cause there's, there's so many stories within the Royal rumble. Now it's not all of a sudden you don't have to pay attention to just one thing. Right. So they, they have that record on screen and then they're showing you who's beating who. So, uh, it's those are like, that's a storytelling. I like where there's little other things to pick up like during it, you, they may not win the Royal rumble, but you know, two people like, uh, well, I guess we're going to talk about it later, but yes, uh, I do think it does it justice. I think Bailey's a good choice. Um, she's been kind of, she's been in the spotlight, but she hasn't been in the ring as much. So it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of a, She's always been there, but now she's coming back with a force and like having her just because she's Bailey, you know, she's been she's carried the company before. So uh, to me, it was it was good. It was good just to see her last that long. It was good to see her get out of there, weasel under and push people through. And yeah, I think I think it's a great choice. And I, I hope she goes for EO Sky because that that could get pretty interesting. Josh, do you agree with Chris's statement? I see you kind of nodding your head there, and I think everybody can see you nodding your head. But do you agree wholeheartedly with that statement that Bailey is uh, is, is should be the right victor for this? Uh, well, I was nodding with the idea that she should feed with Eo Sky versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, I think that she was the right winner. Um, I do agree with what you said earlier, Matt, that the women's match was booked better than the men's match with how things went about. Like I found that in the women's match that like they carried the stories over from like what happened in raw and SmackDown and you see like people pairing up and like, and that was good. That like made the story go a little bit like that made the rumble make sense. And it it, like, it allowed for future storylines to happen and it gave you special moments. I, but I also agree that like, it was super clunky. And I think that like part of the problem, and we kind of talked about this is that like a lot of these women, they don't get as much time on TV in a match. That's, you know, like how often are any of the, them going to be spending more than t- 20 minutes in a ring, maybe five yeah. of them spend more than 20 minutes in a ring. And so it kind of felt like it was like spot monkey heavy. And it's really difficult because like it, there's only a few of the women that were in that match that are so physically capable that they can pull some of those spots off. Whereas like when you watch the men, it's almost automatic when they have a bigger man, there's still, you know, half the men in the ring can carry, lift that guy around. Whereas like in the women's match, you're not going to see Becky Lynch do a power slam on Nia Jax successfully. And so I found that some of those spots took away from it and you could see Nia Jax, uh, she was doing a great job. You could see her directing traffic. And I think that the camera angles really did it at misjustice because I agree that in the men's match, the camera angles were a lot better. And the mistakes that you wouldn't see if the camera was at a different spot, you saw in the women's match more. So it was, it was more prevalent. But I agree that Bailey uh, is a great winner. She would be fine against yeah, Rhea Ripley or Io Sky in WrestleMania. But... Um, I think that uh, EOS guy is the story that I want to see more. 
Yeah, you know what? I think I'd have to agree. I think you could have gone any route with with a couple people with who the victor was. You know, we 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 saw a whole bunch of things that come in, and we'll talk about that next. You know, we saw obviously Jade Cargo come in. We saw, you know, just returns that we we massively saw, which I'll highlight before I ask you my next question. But I think Bailey's a great choice. I think the choices that we even had, like Becky Lynch potentially a long shot with Nia Jax, something like that where they would come through that really could kind of be something strong. Like uh, I had a buddy that was watching wrestling last night and he's not a, he's watched a lot of old school wrestling, but hasn't watched a lot of the new stuff. And I said, when he saw Nia Jax, he was like, holy shit, like she's like going to kill everybody. And I'm like, well, she's probably not going to win. But I said, at the end of the day, like I said, it would be really nice to see her win and, and really have a nice three month build up. But I think overall, I think Bailey's the best choice with the storyline. I agree she would mesh well with Ripley. Um, I'm also hoping that she goes for EO Sky because I think like Bailey and Damage Kataro doesn't really, you know, imagine doesn't really. I see you get that joke. That's good. Um, but I don't think Bailey really fits in that group anymore. And I think part of that storyline is trying to get Bailey out and maybe try to go out on her own, do something different. And maybe it's worth a face turn at this point. You know, she really wanted to go heel when, when she staled out to me, maybe she staled out a little bit as a heel and it might be worth it to go back to being a face. Right. So a lot of options there. And I think it's a, a good pickup. Now, a lot of crazy shit happened in the rumble, right? Two guys, like we talked about, um, Naomi, Naomi went over 60 minutes in her comeback from her contract, basically ending in TNA where she was, Josh mentioned that she was Trinity Fatu over there. Um, you know, Jordan Grace coming in on basically like a loan deal with the TNA title, um, in the early parts uh, of that match. You know, we didn't get to see Mercedes Monet. We, we didn't see that, but you know, we, we saw, you know, Nia Jax come in. We saw Jade Cargill make her basically her debut in the Royal Rumble and she looked fantastic like i was um didn't like i didn't feel that she was super green it looked like she kind of like did a lot of wrestling like practice and stuff like at the performance center for the last few months to get ready for this performance she looked great her facial mannerisms were great she looked like a power bitch and that's what i love about jay cargill um because she's just so strong right like it's unreal like but Everything from the eliminations and everything worked out really well. Chris, like if you were to pick like maybe one of those things I just talked about, what do you feel was other than Bailey winning it? Um, probably your highlight of the women's rumble match. You're on mute. Jeez, still figuring this out. Uh, okay. I really liked uh one of my favorite parts was uh, Jake Cargill and Bianca Belair facing off. I thought that yeah. was, that was, I think they did it well. I don't, I don't think anybody argues that um, Jake Cargill has any problem, you know, on the kind of, you know, being, being a heel or being, you know, being a, I'm better than you act, actress, like for the part. I don't think anybody argues that, but it was in her in-ring work, but her in-ring work was good. That was one of my favorite parts. And, um, I was so surprised uh, to see Jordan Grace in there. I didn't didn't think I was going to see that coming. And just to touch on what Josh said, um, when you look at the women in the Royal Rumble, um, you look at the like Naomi and Jordan Grace who came in, and they didn't look out of place. But there were a lot of wrestlers there who were part of the WWE roster who looked out of place. So it goes to show, just to uh, piggyback on what Josh says, uh, the more time you get on TV and the more time you get to work, like it, 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 it shows how it's much, benefit. how, how much better that can make you. Cause yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I guess even with the clunkiness, like I was pleasantly, I was still entertained. So there, there's still nothing wrong with it. I, I, I had a great time watching it, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Josh, when you look at kind of what I just said on that list, what, what do you think your highlight with, uh, with the women's rumble match was? Yeah, I, it's, uh, it's hard. I'm looking at the list right now of like who came in. Like, I would say that like for moments that, you know, were the most impressive, would it be like the double overhead press with Jade Cargill and, um, uh, Bianca Belair, um, when I when I think about like the the work or like the uh, transition that I saw with uh, some of the wrestlers, the the one who I was most impressed with, I think was uh, Tiffany Stratton when she came in. She actually looked like she was like moving solidly. Like I like that's my kind of uh, women's wrestler that I really enjoyed. Like to look like she hit hard. Um, but I just kind of the most impressive thing about this is that the storylines actually all mattered in in this, and like everybody had a little part the tag team stuck together those things and so like i i really think that all of these women did a really good job at keeping the storyline together the physicality and and some of the move sets were a little bit clunky but like they 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 kept it in like a way that now they can go on to wrestlemania and everybody's kind of got an opportunity to work and i that's that's kind of one of the things that i like most about uh, a big match like this is that like if you can create further storylines out of the Royal Rumble, then you've had a successful event because then people are invested in these people for a longer period of time. 100%. I think the highlight for me of uh, the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle is, yeah, you have your little moments here and there, but it really was the storytelling. The storytelling was um, unreal, which is something that we don't necessarily get from WWE on the women's side. Um, for, for, unless we get like a three month feud or something that's, you know, the month feuds don't really add up for the storytelling, but you're right. Tag team stuck together. They helped each other. Um, you know, they just kind of stayed in line, Bailey yelling to like the Kabuki warriors, like, what was the plan? This wasn't part of the, like, you know what I mean? It was just those little, it, it was the little things that added to that touch or to that. It's kind of like being a chef. It's the little, it's the seasoning that adds to the dish. Right. So, um, that seasoning was really, really, um, important and you know like you know like do the salt bay thing where you're like i can't even do it man but you know you get to my drift it's just doing that shit to, ma to make it go through so and that was a good show i i mean when you're when you're looking at that for the rumble match and uh i mean uh it, it was a really good kickoff to the night and uh you know one of the things we're kind of uh and as we're transitioning into the next match which was that uh fatal four-way for the uh the universal championship one of the things I said to myself is I said, if they decided to not have a route where the Royal Rumble was the last match on the men's end and that this match, that the undisputed uh, universal title or whatever, was the final match, I think that's where we would have saw Roman Reigns losing the title. As the second match, I wasn't so worried that he lost it. But overall, guys, I don't know what you thought, but I thought it was still a really good match. Um, everybody worked well. LA Knight got a lot like some massive pops in there, which was great. And, you know, kind of like what we talked in the preview on how he was kind of, we thought we kind of ranked him as the weakest of the four. Um, the crowd really did side with him and that kind of, kind of pushed his stock up a little bit back up from, you know, dropping of going against AJ Orton and Reigns in the same match. He didn't look out of place. He was able to hit the BFT at one big shot on Reigns, which was a, which was a, a big hit. They, I think the WWE did everything they could to make him look strong. But um, 
I think overall Reigns retains his title um, one step closer to that Hulk Hogan. Chris, is this the outcome that you expected? I'm going to assume yes, but um, do you think the performance of the match of all four were, were really good and that it really leads into Elimination Chamber with something strong? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to fix my mic. Can you go to – I'm go, I'm on the wrong mic right now. That's all right. Josh, so you can answer. So Josh, you can answer that question. Basically, do you think that the WWE did the right thing moving forward? Like I, I obviously think a lot of people would have assumed that Reigns retained here, right? Um, does this move that story with these four men um into a better direction going into Elimination Chamber? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think I mean we we all kind of knew writings on the wall. Roman Reigns is going to retain. Likely AJ Styles is going to take the pin. That's exactly what happened. Likely uh, Solo Sokoa or Jay Us- Jimmy Uso were going to get involved. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so not a surprise, but like they definitely built it to where you could believe that Roman Reigns was going to lose in the moment. Uh, you know, ultimately, they, they you know, string us along long enough that, you know, it plays out exactly how we expect. But like I was pleasantly pleased, and then like after you know coming off the women's rumble match, where it's a little bit more sloppy um, and unscripted, this is a little bit better scripted. The spots are a little bit better, cleaner, and you know you get a, a really good tuned product with you know four of the best workers th- there, uh, you know four uh, guys who you could put the championship on. Um, LA Knight, you know, still a little bit unproven in WWE and this with the, with the championship, but I think they just need to pull the trigger on him. Uh, with the finish, they protected, you know, pretty much everybody. AJ Styles, it is what it is. Um, he was always going to take the, the pin. It'd be interesting to see him maybe like taking a run at, at Gunther or something like that going forward. He could be a, a viable option to get the IC title off of Gunther and uh, move Gunther into that uh, title picture like we talked about. But uh, yeah, I think that this is exactly what WWE is going to give us. And like, I'm not going to be surprised when Roman Reigns beats Cody at WrestleMania because like it seems <laughs> like that's the, the way that this is going to be booked and we're going to be not punished, but like, I, I just think that, uh, it's, it's, you're almost setting up like Roman Reigns, legacy is him not winning his matches on his own. And that's, that's fine when he's playing a heel, but like, really it's kind of like, it's just getting old for me and it's been old for a while. So. Yeah. It seems that there's definitely been a lead up point for when you kind of look at the Cody Rhodes story. And obviously, um, obviously if, if you're kind of waiting for the results, Cody obviously did win the, uh, the men's, uh, the men's Royal Rumble, which we'll talk about after, but, um, cause we're going in order. But when you look at this, the, the whole thing, Chris, is your mic back up and running now? You're good to go. Um, are we kind of waiting too long on this story at this point? Uh, you know, it's been going for a while now, so it, it, it has like, it, it does get its staleness. Um, uh, but I don't know you, it's Roman Reigns. He's, he's still, he's getting crazy heat still. People are still booing him. Um, so yeah, it's been going on for a, lo- a while, but like, it, it works with him. You can't really do it with, with any, of, I couldn't think it, of it working for anybody else. So. I think they have their horse to do it, so you might you might as well do it. You might as well pull the like pull the trigger and run with them as as long as basically until he's done at this point. Might as well have him as a main eventer the whole time. He's uh, he's carried the ball. He kind of deserves to go out the way he wants to go out as well. So 
I think that's good. But uh, sorry to further on on the match while I was dealing with my microphone thing. Um, yeah, I like that match a lot. It was, uh, it was I, I thought it was a great match, especially when you have those four in there. And we did talk about how LA Knight was kind of the the uh, loosest link, but I thought I thought he had a really great showing, like in the ring, which is you you know usually sometimes we've been a little disappointed with his in ring work, but I thought. Uh, Thought everything everything in that match went well for me. It was yeah, it's it's weird how good of a show I thought it was. Yeah, you know, I think like there's a there's a lot of uh, cool things there. I think like this is for me that this this kind of four, it's like it 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 leads well into where it wants to go, but it, it, it to me it's like it it doesn't know where it wants to go. Like elimination chamber, I think last year, um, if if I can recall, the 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 SmackDown match that they did at elimination chamber was not for. Roman Reigns' title. I believe it was for the United States title when they did the Elimination Chamber last year. So I'm actually really interested to see what's going to happen going into Elimination. Will Roman's title be on the line at Elimination Chamber? Because that was, he actually fought Sami Zayn, right? Instead of being in the Elimination Chamber match. And a lot of shit can happen in the Elimination Chamber when you get to that point. And that's almost like the final point where if they're going to make a change before WrestleMania, that's where it's going to come, right? It's going to be at that, at that, that PLE. So, It'll be could really be Gunther. interesting. Yeah, it could be. Like, there's a lot of things that could happen there. And, and I, I, you know what? You could have a scenario where I think you might see Seth lose his title um, at Elimination Chamber. It might have somebody a little bit different going in for, for you know, the, the, the World Heavyweight Championship. There's so many little things that can kind of happen here. But the, the real question is, moving forward with the storyline, is Reigns going to be in an Elimination Chamber match? And I think if he is, that's that could be something that comes up as well. Like, there's some little nuances here. It's not really set in stone what the next three months hold on that side, right? Uh, for the universal championship until possibly Cody wins it. I think, I don't think there's a way really around if Cody's going to get reigns at WrestleMania that Cody doesn't win at WrestleMania. Like I can't see them not giving it out twice. You're just running that storyline longer and longer. I think longer than it really has to be. And Cody, Cody is ready to be the face of the company. Now, like you said in the press conference last night, um, for the third match of the evening, we had Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. Chris, super high on Logan Paul. Like, that's like his best friend when it comes to talking about professional wrestling in a way. Um, I wish he was my best friend. Oh, <laughs> well, he's loaded, right? So you just kind of look at that. But um, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens had a, had a really solid match last night. A lot of great storytelling. Um, one of the big things that came up was uh, the actual finish. And I know that we talk about the finish in the match, but... Um, you know, there were some brass knucks that were brought in and then basically, uh, Logan goes to use them. Kevin spots it out, get, gets a hold of the knucks, you know, basically drops Logan, goes to make the pin. And at two and a half, the ref sees the knucks on Kevin Owens and basically disqualifies him at the very end, which was like with a half second left and the crowd was right into it. And we're all about the finish here at the rub. And as long as it's done right and done properly, Chris, was that an S tier finish for you when you look at that with the knucks? Yeah, it was so it, it was so weird because um, I looked at it and you're just not used to it from WWE, right? So you're not used to that kind of finish. So like when I saw the ref and the way he looked and he pointed, I'm like, oh my god, is he doing that? And then you know you stop for a second, and you watch it, and then I watch it like I'm so happy with that. I, I I love that finish. You know they had the nux brought in, they had the nux exchanged hands, they have the face, they have the face get caught for using the nux, like. Just this show had had all of this really good storytelling, like it, I, and I I noticed. So, 
Um, yeah, even even that was great. I thought Logan Paul did a great. I thought Kevin Owens did a great. Um, like I can't say enough about about even that match. So um, yeah, but uh, the finish the finish was it's something that I've been longing for that I was so surprised that I saw from WWE that I didn't even know what to do for the first thirty seconds. So is that an S? So answer my question: Is that an S tier finish? Oof. It's it's an A finish. It's an A finish. You think it's an A finish, Josh? Is this an S tier finish for you? I think an A plus. I think it's definitely like the swerve finish. It's not like I mean, if I'm gonna have a big finish, I like a clean finish or something crazy. But I really like the way that they ended it because, like, I I'm thinking death match at WrestleMania. That would be, uh, you know, get Logan Paul into a like a, a no holes bar, maybe not a death match, but you know what I'm saying, like a street fight, like where there's no rules because uh, they're both going to want to cheat. And, you know, but I, I, I really liked this match. I thought, you know, Logan Paul did a great job. He's very, uh, you know, physically inclined and, you know, like Kevin Owens carried him, not carried him through this match, but like. You know, he gets to work with, you know, the best workers in the business and he's definitely a spot monkey, but I think that it's it, it makes it worth it when you can do the spots and he's now shown that he can do it with like several different types of wrestlers. And so like he's just cementing that, you know, at pay-per-views, he comes through. I, I still think, you know, like to be a real, to be considered a real wrestler, you got to do Monday nights or or Friday nights and you've got to wrestle consistently. He, he, he hasn't really earned that right to be, you know, considered a wrestler in my mind, just based on the fact that he's not, you know, putting in the, the same type of work that these other guys have done. But like he, it's fantastic to watch him do it and he's definitely getting them a shit ton of money. So. Yeah, it's also tough to see because, like, I think when I kind of look at now, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, you look at his transition as a wrestler and coming into what he's doing and doing what he's doing part time. I mean, name a name a person that has gotten the business faster than him. Like, probably nobody. Like, maybe maybe Orton might have been the only guy, or maybe Kurt Angle, or Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle somebody. Yeah, like, there's there are very few. And it'd be amazing to see what he could do if he dedicated himself full time. I mean, that match. Last night had everything. It solidified Kevin Owens as probably one of the most consistent performers on the WWE roster. Um, he's not going to be your world title guy or universal title guy anymore. He can step into that role, but he's your U.S. champion. He's your intercontinental champion. He's the guy that's going to like basically really fill up that mid part of the show. And I, I feel that he's okay with that role. It's not it's not a, a role to be taken lightly like Jericho did it for years and look how many icy titles that guy won like he's going to go down in history as like one of the most of all time so maybe Kevin Owens goes down as maybe one of the you know the longest reigning or, or most frequent reigning you know United States champions but he's already had the big accolades but when it comes to consistency and you need somebody to tell a story and really be good on on the mic and in the ring, he's probably one of the best that the WWE have. And I think that's, that was really kind of seen last night, like from the top rope moves, from, you know, the ability of, you know, like the, the storyline's going to get crazy because I think with what happened last night with him attacking Logan Paul, Logan Paul's going to sue him or do something crazy. But I was telling uh, my buddy Mark last night, I said, I can't see this not happening again at WrestleMania. 
Like this match has to happen at WrestleMania. Like it really does. Like, and this is going to be a longer feud and I really hope it happens. We're going to see theory and Waller in there a little bit more and some shit that'll happen along the way. But this match needs to go down again at WrestleMania. In my opinion, I think that's where the story's line is, is leading for it. But um, I, I love that. Logan Paul out of all people is threatening litigation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's mean, being you know, sued. He's being sued for what? The crypto zoo? All right. Like, uh, so yeah. it's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know Death what? Match. Like, and it's like there's lots of stuff. Like, I mean, I mean, you, Josh, I think you're going to get your your match. It just won't be a death match because WWE won't ever do a death match on a PG, whatever. If, if they ever kind of increase that that rating back up to at least 16 over or whatever it is, then we then we'll have our death match. But <laughs> I don't think I want to see I, you know, color. I would love to see like I think I think. So, Chris, I'll ask you this question before we transition into the Men's Royal Rumble. If you had to pick a stipulation match at WrestleMania for Kevin Owens and for Logan Paul, what would it be? Uh, where's WrestleMania? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia Street Fight. Josh, what do you say? If it can't be a death match. If it can't be a death match, what would it be? Because um, it's not going to be a death match. I would it's like not. to see a, ta- a tables, ladders, and chairs singles match. Oh. I don't think that that's a long shot, but that would be fun to watch with those two. I think it would actually be pretty crazy. Oh, um, yeah, because there's balance, right? Like, I want to see Logan Paul go off a 20-foot ladder. I mean, I'd like to see him almost kill himself. That would kind of be cool, like, you know, but I don't think that's going to happen. But he could get that prime moment. <laughs> that would be cool. Prime. We could be sponsored by Prime. Sponsored by Prime. <laughs> is, is it because of the, the impl- implication of what might happen if he does that? No, no, I'm just, I'm joking. It's okay. Just, I, I, I think that would be. He's a heel, right? So I'm supposed to hate him. Yeah, he pr- he'd probably do it too. To be honest, yeah. I think I think the match that really kind of stands out for me with these two would be Last Man Standing. And I think really like it's it's something there where you kind of really have those massive high spots that they want to do with the tables, like the announced tables and all that stuff. Because let's face it, Kevin Owens and Bo- and uh, and Logan both really like to use the announced table. But you know, busting into the crowd, I think it gives a chance. Like I don't know if Logan's, you know, if all of Logan's advisors are going to want him to be in the crowd around everybody. But I think at the end of the day, I think it makes sense. I think it's a good match for them to have. They're going to bleed, and they'll 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 fight it out. So. Um, because I think if this litigation things is going to happen, you're not going to see Kevin Owen get his hands on Logan Paul probably until that WrestleMania or just before. So, um, I think you'll see Owens probably face maybe uh Waller or, you know, theory at, at elimination chamber. That would be interesting where Logan get his hands on him. But, um, I don't know. It's going to be a little bit crazy, but yeah, I like both those answers. Tables, ladders and chairs. That'd, that'd be, that's always fucking crazy. Right. <laughs> so, um, but okay, going into the last match of the evening, main event was the men's Royal Rumble match. Um, you know, this the, like we said, this PLE went pretty long. Um, the the men's match was 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 great overall. Like it, it told, uh, uh, like we said, it's the storytelling of the event was great. Um, had some surprises that came through overall. Cody Rhodes ended up being the winner. Um, you know, CM Punk was, yeah, you know, CM Punk was the uh, the front runner to go through. Um, you know, and uh, it was really kind of unique when we looked at both of those things, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, was kind of the number pairings, kind of what we talked about on the preview show, and a lot of them kind of stayed very traditional to what we talked about on the preview show um, with 127 and 30. Those were really the big numbers that kind of came through, and number three. So, 
Um, Josh, we'll start with you. So we we looked at this match. What what do you think the highlights of the this match was for you? Like when you're looking at the the quality of it, like was it highly rated? Was did you enjoy this as a rumble match? Like just tell us what your thoughts are in regards to uh, how you felt while you were watching it. Yeah, I thought that the the men's rumble was was great. I it, I think it's it's you know it shows how uh, how in tune we are with. Uh, wrestling, we each picked the top three wrestlers that finished in this match. Uh, Chris picking Gunther and uh, Matt picking CM Punk. Um, so yeah, I was it was I was pleasantly surprised. It was it was good. Uh, I think that they really missed a lot of opportunity with keeping stories going. Like they've the like Grayson Waller and uh, Austin Theory have been like building up this like story it throughout you know the the shows and. They didn't even were they weren't even in the match together at all. Like there was no like so. I just kind of found that like there was a lot of things that happened in this match that didn't make sense to the storylines, and that's why like I think that the women's match did better for that, whereas the men's match it was better with the spots. Um, it was more cleanly comp- competitive, um, but uh, you know like a good surprise with Andrade coming in, another big surprise. There wasn't really a lot of other surprises I found. Um, you know I thought it was funny that like. Before the show, our truth was trying to get a better spot in the Royal Rumble, and then came out in the twenty fourth spot in the Women's Rumble. And I was like, "Why would he try to get a better spot if he's twenty fourth? Because he clearly is twenty fourth, so he came out twenty fourth in the Men's Rumble. So that didn't make sense with the story as well. Like it would have made sense if he did it in like the sixth or seventh spot, trying to get a better spot. It's fine. It's just like it's weird that you set these like little Easter eggs throughout the the week. And I have been watching more recently. It's just you know it's hard to keep up with five hours like five to ten hours of wrestling a week. But I just found that they didn't really keep the stories going for a lot of these these wrestlers. And um, you know, Omos went out too early, which is a disappointment to me. And from what I read, is Braun Breaker was supposed to be Brock Lesnar. And he, I, I pretty think, I believe that he's pretty much the only wrestler they have that could replace Brock Lesnar in that way, because that's how Brock Lesnar would have been booked. And so it makes sense for him to eliminate Omos because Brock Lesnar easily eliminates Omos for me. But I think that, you know, it's, he got a few more shining moments because of it. And it was great because I actually was quite impressed with his ability in rings. I haven't watched a lot of NXT. So I think that it, it was a great ending. I'm glad that it wasn't Phil. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Chris, what, what were your thoughts when you were watching it? Like what, what really stood out for you? Um, watching this match when you were watching it live because um, I think really that's what it's about. It's really the commentary of from one to thirty and, and what people really think of it. Uh, yeah, I liked a lot of it. Um, I I didn't think I I thought I thought I was just going. I haven't watched a WWPL in a while, and I, I liked a lot of this part. A lot of this part too. Uh, I agree with Josh that there wasn't as much storytelling in this, but uh, and and like. Kofi, Kofi just gets eliminated. I was, we were, I think we were all, we were all a little, you know, upset about that because you always want to see Kofi do the crazy thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I kept, I kept an eye on Gunther most of the time. Um, one of my favorite parts is the the brothers at the start. That's that's classic. That's classic back in the day that you would get right. Two yep. brothers go go toe to toe at the start. I thought that was cool. Or or uh, demolition. Demolition when it happened to them and one and two, I believe they were one and two. Or, 
or or yeah, or Barry Darson, whoever his partner was. Yeah, that was so. With the, yeah, the tag team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so those things are cool. You get to so to start off like that. I thought that was super cool. Um, I, you guys mentioned the camera earlier. I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed like uh, McPherson take a drink. Uh, he he texted me and he said that the cuts like to him the cuts are a lot. Uh, to me, I liked it. I liked the cuts. I thought, I thought the cuts. I liked the quicker entries too. So uh, there's there's a lot I liked about it. Um, the in ring stuff was was great too. I still like JD McDonough is. I I don't know. He just uh, he's a, he's a weird looking guy to me. I can't. He looks like a. <laughs> I don't know. He's just he like rubs his look rubs he rubs me the wrong way. I don't. I, I, I don't dislike him, but I can't, and I, like maybe it's shallow, but I just, I just mean, there's something just about, he doesn't it's a good fit. heel. Doesn't yeah, fit. he doesn't, he doesn't fit. So like, like if looking at him as a heel, I'm like, ah, like I don't hate him for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's another reason I don't like him. I, I'm not saying anything bad about him, but I mean, it's what it is. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a good it was a good event to me. From what I hear, is that there's a, a little change in the ring. Like, there did anybody notice anything about about no, like, something well, being changed on the fly or something? I didn't. Uh, I didn't see anything. I mean, the cuts were so crazy. I mean, unless like what would happen unless somebody damaged something to the ring, but you didn't see a lot yeah. of people that were around the outside or anything when any of that was going on. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, overall, overall cool Royal Rumble. Um, I like all of them, but I like, I like this one a lot. Yeah. You know, I think when you're kind of looking at it, I was kind of watching one through 30 and we're kind of really watching those main numbers that we're talking about. And, um, you know, you kind of looked at when Gunter came in and, um, you know, and he wasn't one of the bigger numbers, but even at like, I can't remember who was three, but they were kind of important moving forward. But 27 was CM Punk. And then obviously Grayson Waller was three. Yeah. So that's Andrade was four. Yeah. Okay. Andrade was probably one of the bigger ones, but um, I just think like for me, the big thing that I really enjoyed, I think, and it's going to be something really mundane, but we were actually talking about it in the chat was how the big guys performed. Um, you know, Omos came out early, but his presence was felt in the five, six, seven minutes that he was there. It sounds really stupid, like because Pat McAfee came in, looked at Omos and then didn't want to get in the ring. But I'm talking about like Ivar and I'm talking about like Bronson, Bronson Reed. Right. Um, there's a chance in WWE where you're kind of looking at what they used to do in the early 90s and the 80s was draft these really big guys. And I think, you know, you have an opportunity now. It's just a matter of getting them over. But like we've been talking about Ivar's ring work for the last like two or three months. And there's a guy that you basically just got to get out of this Viking Raiders thing and just let him run with it because he's clearly a 400 pounder who can do a moonsault and do a lot of crazy shit. And so. For me, it was like, you have that, you have Bronson Reed in there, and then you kind of didn't want to put Otis in or Gable, and I thought Otis and Gable would have been great in this match because they would have been able to add to it either comedically or can you imagine if Ivar, Otis, and Reed were all staring each other down in the middle of the ring? Like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of meat right there. That's going to, like, bash each other in. Uh, overall, I wasn't upset with the result. I thought it was really good. The finish ended up being really good, but um, I always kind of look with, 
you know, who are the contenders with when number 30 comes in? And I think when you kind of looked at that on the men's side, there was a lot more contenders than there were on, on, on the ladies side, which kind of said, okay, like this can go a few different ways when we were there. Um, but overall Cody getting the win, I think is really important. I, I, you know, as much as I thought CM Punk would win it, it would kind of give you some different options. Cause I thought that I, I honestly did think that potentially Reigns was going to lose the title at, at the rumble. Um, that was why I ended up picking punk. Right. So I think punk would give you some more options on where you're going to go, but it, it looks like now that regardless, even if punk finishes second or not, it looks like he's probably going to get that shot at Seth or something different there. Right. Like I can't really not see CM punk being the front runner to face Seth Rollins, especially with all the, the heat, all the back and forth and the media and all that stuff. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> I think overall, um, really good rumble. Um, I thought the whole, the whole PLE was really well done. Um, and, uh, kept my attention for the whole thing. And I think we're going to, it's really making me looking forward to run SmackDown this week when we actually can go through and actually watch it. But so, uh, basically just to kind of finish up here, we're going to kind of look at one more thing. If there was one thing, Josh, that you could look at the Royal rumble match and try to change it to make it better. What would you possibly change? Uh, yeah, for, I mean, for the women's, I would have, I would have changed the amount of like really tough to compete, to, to complete spots that they had, like not, not remove them all, just remove a few of them just so that it wasn't as sloppy. Um, you know, but, uh, in, in the men's match, I would have changed that. Like they would have continued storylines with everybody and that like the reason people are in the match kind of matters. Like, it's not like you yeah. can have a couple throwaways, you know, but like, it just didn't seem like it mattered. And I get like, you know, I think that like Brock Lesnar not being in the match was a much bigger deal than we recognize because I feel like he's always a viable like winner. And yeah. I think that like, because it was Braun Breaker, you know, Braun Breaker's not going to win. So like maybe that changes the, the dynamic of how the match goes. Like, like I said, I didn't believe Braun Breaker removing Omos as much as I would have a, a, a Brock Lesnar. So like, I just think that like, also like, you know, Pat McAfee being in it for not being in it, like for that little pop that they had, would you, why not give it to like a, a Gable? I agree. Like why wasn't Gable in this match? Yeah, he and- he would have, he, he did, he did deserve to be in this match. Um, Kofi Kingston, why didn't he do his spot? I feel like he didn't do his spot because uh, he failed the spot last year. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention was I found it really interesting that both Cody and CM Punk did a pedigree because I think that was kind of like not just a nod to Triple H, but like this was like a bow, like, you know, like we are, we've now, like we've come back to this company and Triple H is the new, he's the head of the, the this is now that with what's happened with Vince, this is like more than just, it's, it's, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, it's kind of symbolic. A metaphor. It's like a metaphor, right? Like uh, I'm trying to remember like grade 12 English and English was always my worst class. I'm like, what's that word? Is it, it's not onomatopoeia. I know that. No. Symbolism. I don't know. Anyways, but either way, I thought it was interesting. And when CM Punk did the pedigree, he was like, he made a point to point it out. So like that was, that was, that was important, which is good, but that was more like historical versus like keeping the story going. Yeah, Chris, we're just kind of mentioning about some of the stuff that you would have changed when you look at the the Royal Rumble match, uh, whether it was the women's or 
the men's match or even in general, what would, if you could change a couple of things or, you know, not change anything, it, it's up to you on what you decide, but what would you do to try to make the Royal Rumble matches better for uh, the fans and for everybody involved? Uh, you know, it's, t- it's tough from the women's one. Maybe, maybe, uh, well, they, maybe one or two more surprises for them. Cause, uh, for them, I, I don't, yeah, cause just the wrestling is not there. There could have been some other people they could have brought in that may have been able to make it better. Or even, even like a Trish Stratus surprise, like she can handle herself in the ring or, um, something like that. I think otherwise, like just uh, just tightening it up a little bit, like instead of uh, even like um, like set somebody up for success, like with Maxine Dupree when she came in and they botched the first thing. Don't send her out there, put out, make her like her big opportunity is a move that maybe she's not really that good at. Like, yeah, you know what? Sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off, Josh. Josh actually mentioned that too. And I think one of the things that I noticed, and this is just piggybacking off you and I'll let you go back right into it. It was like five or six of the women tried to do these ridiculous moves that had three or four people involved. And all they had to do was something easy with like punch somebody in the face, kick somebody in the stomach, clothesline or something. So I completely agree with that statement. Like some of them were doing like, oh, let's do an arm dragon to like two people. I was like, what are you doing? So Sorry, I'll let you continue. I just wanted to piggyback off that because I wasn't able to say yeah. that during Josh's. Yeah, for sure. So I, I just think maybe um, taking the booking, looking at it, the producing and looking at it a little differently where um, we set people up to look good for the time that they're going to be in there, especially if it's somebody like Maxine Dupree, who's, who's still kind of just, you know, not not there in the ring and you know it so why why go out and because you could see when they they redid it the second time that bailey's doing all the work she's not doing anything she's just standing there with her arms out so um i don't know maybe give them something within their means that can that can make them look good that's kind of what the rumble is everybody gets to slide in kind of do their thing um i do i do like how they took um the Chelsea green thing and almost had her eliminated right away. And then she got to stay in for a bit. So I like that. Um, about the men's, uh, what would I change about the men's? Just, uh, maybe taking the Pat Mac, if he piece out, because I agree with, with what Josh said, like there's, there's a spot where somebody, I get it. Like you get it when you see it, right. Pat Mac, if he was there, but he already made, he already made, an entrance. So what's the point of wasting that spot with kind of the, you know, the showmanship of him coming off the announce table just to go back in what my, you know, put, you can they put even said, uh, there was an article that was out that said that Pat McAfee, like I read something where he basically said this morning or something that he did not even know that he was even going to be in the match. <laughs> okay. Like, but... Literally like it was on, it was on a reputable, like a reputable, like rumor site. And he basically went out and they quoted him. You as fucking saying, mark. Like, I am... You're such a mark. <laughs> no, but I mean, but at the end of the day, like, well, it's coming out of, well, fuck, whatever. It's coming out of his things. I think it's relevant if it's there. Like, it's relevant to talk about maybe, like, I don't know. Why, why the fuck would you go in as an announcer and then not go in the fucking ring? And he's got, he's wrestled in fucking war games. I was just like, calling you Mark. It's sense. okay. We're all Marks. No, I, no but I I'm agree just saying, you. like, I mean, when somebody's posting something and they're saying something, I'm trying to figure out if it's legit, right? What if he didn't know? Because Michael Cole said that when he went out the first time, he didn't know. Uh, when yeah. it is 138 or whatever it was that he was talking about last night being the longest announcer <laughs> that ever lived. I love it. I love it. I love seeing Cole so, right now 
like being let loose. I love but it. I, like he's, I, he's awesome. Oh, for sure. And I think it also comes back to Josh or Brock Lesnar's statement, right? Like was Pat McAfee just like, were they just like, Holy fuck. We only have 29 guys, but they have a roster of like 70 people. Right. Oh yeah. And no, so, but I was, I was, I, I read that Braun Breaker wasn't supposed to be in it at all. And he just no, yeah, that spot. No. Like, so, I mean, I think that Pat McAfee, I agree that there's a chance that Pat McAfee didn't know, but I'm pretty sure they were in his ear and say like, okay, Pat, you're just going to like look surprised, <laughs> jump in the ring K-fame and then jump the fuck, the fuck out, out, out real quick. Right. Like it's, he was, he was wearing crocodile boots. Like he didn't look. Yeah, he wasn't right. Right. I wasn't going so like, that. you're right. He might, he was either in on it or he wasn't in on it. And it was, you know, like, fair enough. Or, you know, maybe Gable took got the shits in the back and he couldn't perform, you know. So Somebody like, could have got that's an like, audible. That's, that's, like, that's it is what it is. True. Happen. true, yeah. But, but like, it's really hard because you can see that, like, the spots are clearly planned and it was very visible, especially in the women's match. So it's like, it's, it's almost hard because it's like, if something, sometimes you see when it happens, when it's like, oh shit, that wasn't supposed to happen, like with Maxine Dupree, like, they should have just not tried it again, but like they wanted to give her that moment. And it it was like, oh, that, that, like, if you would have done that correctly, that would have been great. I would have loved her to, I would have loved seeing her do it with like a Seth Rollins, like someone who was like, and not to say that it was Bailey's fault, it was because like Bailey's already going to struggle trying to handle a six foot tall woman who's not good like For that sure. to do a move like that. Bailey's not most of the women wouldn't have been the right person to do that with. And but, I think that it was great, but like, I well, great that they tried, but like, just, I don't know. It just like what shitty. you said there that they, they, they did it again. And we saw two pedigrees. Like what if we're starting to see now that Vince is gone and triple H is in charge that the wrestler is like, they do an AW, they can put, some of themselves they can make those ad libs without having the the worry to be like reprimanded once you get back to gorilla right so yeah for maybe sure they're maybe they're starting to do maybe bailey got into maxine's ear and said you know what let's do it again like this is your oh yeah she thing. told her that you could see it you could see it in the match go do so, it again so yeah so that's just that's just a wrestler saying okay like we messed it up let's do it again like let's try it again so yeah it's 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 cool to see yeah, I think when I kind of look at what I would like to change, it's more like general stuff that I would change. Like one of the things that I found when looking at the trivia of the numbers was that the like the same formula is followed in almost every rumble. And like, Chris, you and I are big on the realism factor and trying to like say, OK, how do we get it close to sports as possible? But you can't have the same shit with one, three, twenty seven and thirty. And just say that, like, oh, all the other numbers don't fucking matter. Because then when you start following this formula regularly, nobody's going to care about the other numbers. So it's like, how come another a number 14 doesn't win? Or how come a number 8 doesn't win? Or how come a number... T- you know what I mean? Like, so, like, it's always the same formula. 30 is always going to be a returning person if they've been out forever. Like, why is 27 such an important number? Is that just because it gives you 12 or 13 minutes on camera? Like, is that the reality? Like... You know, why does number one have to go in the last three rumbles or last three or four rumbles? Number one in in one of the matches has gone like over an hour. Why does it have to be number one? Like, why can't a number four go in and just say, oh, that's the endurance person, right? So for me, it's like just trying to change up the trivia on those numbers, the more rumbles that we have, because it creates unpredictability. And I think that's really what it is in the Rumble is to try to have a number where it's like, it doesn't matter what your number is if you're going to fucking win it. Why does it have to be one, three, one, two, three, 27 or 30 that wins it? 
right? Like the the cool thing, remember they used to have the shows where they would go in the big thing and they draw their numbers. What if like if you if you think about it, and I mean it would make it harder, but what if you you know the storylines, but you you still kind of do an actual random draw of the numbers of the entrance and then you write around right around that because like what you're saying is true like when you have a formula like that um for some of us who like sports some of those numbers are really cool to us like when the cubs broke the curse or when the red Sox win like those numbers start to matter so um you could almost build like a fandom around the numbers if you if you did it in a different way right you'd be like oh let's watch you know you know three is going to be hot this year so like you don't get that when you see the formula like this and i think it's to like to us like niche fans who look at stuff like that i think it's a missed opportunity to the general masses do they care i i highly doubt they would I also think that the other generalized thing that I would look at is that it's an opportunity to really use enhanced statistics when you're kind of on the board. Like I really love to see how long somebody was in there, but what if you did notable competitors that were left and just flash those on the screen every now and then. And then, so I know that because when, if there's 15 people in there, I'm trying to figure out sometimes with all the cuts, I don't know who's in the ring at all times, but let's say they say, okay, the, the you know the notable wrestlers that are left are you know bailey becky lynch and this at the ring at this time or whatever it is you know just having those little things that really just make it feel more like a a, kind of like a a sporting event is something that would be a little bit cool um um i would i i don't know if you could do randomize to try and make the stories the way they would but i think there's a way that you could have your stories happen properly like for me it's like Jay and Jimmy didn't have to be three, uh, one and two. That gives them the re- the one and two will get them to be head on, but they could have been five and six, and you could have still done a stare down with them in the ring for thirty seconds or whatever until number seven came in, right? Like so, yeah. There's just I, different ways that I, you can do it. I think that like th- if you look at like who starts, it's typically like the biggest workhorse in the company, and like those two guys, like Jimmy and Jay, have been two of the biggest workhorses for the company. Same thing with like. You look at like Bailey and Natalia was, I you know Bailey was third. <laughs> so like Matt, this, the, you know, it comes true this year. I mean, Cody was 15, but like, I agree. It's a hundred percent. Like it doesn't make sense why there's specific numbers. And I think that like, maybe they feed us that information so that it's like, Oh, look out. Someone important is going to be one of those guys or girls or women. Um, but I, I think that like you could do a draw around like a randomized draw and like really five guys really matter five women really matter in the story anyways those are like really the five and i i one of the things that i was super disappointed about with this women's rumble was that like when they did the marquee they only put four or five people in the front so you're like those are the only five that are really viable to win there's not gonna be any surprises with the men they had like eight nine because they invest so much more in the men than they do the women but i really think that like you could have had more women list shown there like you know i know you're not going to spoil Liv morgan coming back but like why wouldn't you have like a natalia like natalia is you know your like literal work female workhorse uh for you know your company has all of the records most matches i don't know i just think that like i agree that uh, it would be nice to have some more randomization um and it be less obvious like that there's you never know but uh yeah no awesome kong so yeah, I know that's that that was that's just, that's a disappointment as well. I agree to that. But Josh, other than that, we kinda we're kinda on a little uh little kind of things constructive criticism rant. But uh with that, what is your uh slicing of your salami for tonight's episode? So I'm 
I'm going to do a Royal Rumble theme slices my salami. Um, and because, you know, these matches are a lot longer and I will say that WWE does a better three hour, 45 minute pay-per-view than, uh, AEW because I was not bored at all during that pay-per-view. Whereas like an AEW, they have some of the best matches I've ever seen. And I get bored real quick in a a long ass pay-per-view like that because there was not every 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 part of this pay-per-view had a reason so it was good um but yes so because the royal rumble lasts quite a bit of time i was able to time the entrance and now from what i understanding is that it's a minute and 30 in between entrance and i couldn't do the math to figure out if the entrance were like time from when the person the first person got called for when that person entered the ring i couldn't figure out a rhyme or reason but i was bored in between some parts and timed some of this so you know what really slices my salami when the royal rumble en- <laughs> entrance don't enter the ring at 130 intervals what were what, what were your findings when you found you were timing it I so I found that it was dependent on who was coming to the ring if there was something that happened in between. So like let's say for example Dominic Mysterio when he was coming to the ring took about a minute and 20 seconds to get into the ring from when he walked out. But it took two and a half minutes for the next person to come out once he entered the ring or once some type of shenanigans happened. Anyways, I it was consistently like a minute 40 uh from <laughs> from when they got into the ring not from when they were called um, but it cheaters. was definitely longer than a minute and 30 so you stole some time from us the ma- we, the, the we whole thing could have been shorter i want my time back give it back <laughs> but that really sliced my salami <laughs> i it, it, i wanted a royal rumble team one and, and that and that that's really not that big of a deal but it, it sliced my salami enough that i wrote it down that's can i get a, am i allowed to can i slice my salami a bit yeah, yeah, whatever, if you want to. Okay, sorry, sorry. Just there's something that's been bothering me about the Royal Rumble, and is it how many goddamn times I have to see that WrestleMania sign and people staring at the WrestleMania sign and the fireworks coming out of the WrestleMania sign and the points to the WrestleMania sign? I just that's I uh, you never used to see that back in the day. Now it's just like, oh, they're looking at it. Oh, it's it's like. Shayna Bowser like eyed it. You can see her eye in it. <laughs> oh, somebody else, somebody else is eyeing that. No, you're going over the top rope because I want to eye that thing. You know, Piper what I mean? Niven. Piper Niven had her hands on her hips and she was looking at that WrestleMania sign with ten left. Oh yeah, she's going out. Like she's she's done now. You can't look at that. It's a curse unless you're you're you know on the marquee. <laughs> good times. Yeah, no, that's a good one for sure. Now, Chris, anything else that you'd like to add? before we close her up uh just just uh you know you we we bash wwe quite a bit and i'd like to give them their props for this one this was other than for in the last 12 months other than forbidden board for 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 forbidden door too this is uh probably my favorite pla pla that i've watched so far josh anything to close up shop with tonight as well 
No, I, I think that I'm, I'm quite happy hoping that like these storylines reinvigorate us to be more pro WWE, uh, looking forward to the product. Hopefully it continues to change, go move in the right direction. Hopefully the culture changes at WWE and, you know, hopefully there's no one being held back because of bullshit that, uh, they should have never gone through. So I, I'm excited to see how, uh, the changes are made and it's going to be, I think it's good for everybody. Yeah. I think it's about time to have a new regime in there and have people that are in there that are looking at it, uh, not just as uh, an individual, but as a group that can make some really good decisions. Right. So I think that's pretty much it. So other than that, with that being said, wherever you are in the world tonight, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. With that, we bid you all adieu. Bang. Running copacetic When it all falls down I hope you don't forget it Nico City Son of Anarchy To hype the man at me Mikey damage Show you amateurs The cost of vanity So fuck humanity Flowy murder Open-handedly Most of my clique Yo, they come from Broken families So I'm dabbing over It's coming through A claw shot Can't find peace In a world full of